This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Honestly, it just shattered the whole image. I used to think of him as like this person that could like never, ever hurt me. And I saw those messages and my heart just broke. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. It's Thursday, so that means real life daters are coming on to share their real, sometimes shocking, and always unfiltered experiences. Think you're alone out there? Think you're the only one whose ex hooked up with your mom or whose last date ended up being a catfish? Think again. So I'm anonymous. I came in recently um, on an episode um, and uh, I discussed my one of my past relationships, my two years where um, my ex-boyfriend was with his ex-girlfriend the whole time, basically the whole time we were together. Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> that was... I'm, uh, <laughs> listen, I'm so excited to have you back. Like on the spot, I was as we were recording, I'm like, hold on. No, I, I know that there's so much more that we want to talk about and I don't want to rush through any of it. Like this is all important and worth talking about. So thanks for agreeing to come back on and to everyone who's listening. I'm equally excited as you guys are (laughs) to find out what happens next in the life of anonymous. Yeah. So, um, it gets better at the end, but there's a bit of a (laughs) rough patch, um, after that as well, because that was not my last bad relationship, unfortunately. So unfortunately all too relatable <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's Third just time's a charm you yeah you know fingers crossed but um yeah because um as i was saying like last time after i broke up with guy number one <laughs> it was pretty traumatic like i didn't want to speak to anyone see anyone for you know a good seven eight months i was just i don't know i was just traumatized i just i was just so upset you know and I just kind of needed to heal very much um and uh yeah so I took that time and then when I finally felt ready I you know de- read like I mean I I was never on the apps so I downloaded the apps uh, moved back to 
uh, where I'm based at the moment. Um, so I was kind of ready to start my life again. Um, you know, I started a new job. I was kind of ready for that new chapter. Can I ask if there was one specific thing or what stands out to you from your healing process that helped the most? Um, I think it was, I don't know if that answers your question, but it was just the no contact. Um, so he, cause he tried reaching out many times for the first two, three months. He just kept like pestering me with like phone calls, emails. Um, I mentioned I moved to, I went back, I moved back in with my parents for a while cause I just, I just needed to, you know, feel comforted a little bit and like cared for. Um, so I moved in with them again. It was like COVID was like still a huge thing anyway. So it made sense. Like I was working from home. I'm studying from home. So I just kind of, it didn't affect my life too much. Um, and he like sent me like Christmas gifts to my parents' house, like letters, like he was just not letting go. And so really setting that boundary and making sure there was like absolutely no contact. Um, his mom reached out at one point, like, it was just too much. Um, wow. So really setting that boundary and like having no contact for a good few months was very, very helpful for me because every time I felt a little better, he just kept dra- dragging me back in. Good for you for really holding your ground. Like that is not easy to do. First of all, to go no contact takes so much strength. Yeah. And then to stick with it when it's almost being like, like he's handing himself to you on a silver platter. Oh but- yeah. He like, for the two years that we were together, he didn't want me at all. And then now that I kind of broke up with him, then he just kind of, he need, he wanted me like, and I was like, but I, at that point I was just fueled by anger. I was just so, so angry because I was like, you've never shown any interest and you like the amount of things that you're doing now that's literally all I wanted when we were together and you like you never you know sent me a Christmas present at my parents house or like he wanted to like pick me up from the airport like the amount of times I've asked him to I had asked him to like pick me up from the airport and he never did or you know those little things that like go a long way at the end of the day and like yeah you're doing them now that we're broken up but then And I was just so angry that I just, yeah, it was, I think that made it easier on me um, because I was obviously like, obviously really, really sad. But the fact that I was so mad just really helped me like stick to my decision. Totally. And, And I always say, you know, breakups are almost always like so hard to get through, but I feel like they're made like 5% easier when you have a reason to be angry instead of just like, oh, we broke up, but our relationship was perfect and it's just bad timing or like they had to move away for a job and like they didn't, no one did anything wrong and it was a beautiful ending. It's like, well, what do you do with that? Like that's so much harder. Yeah. Oh my gosh. As much as it hurts to like be angry and upset, it almost, I think does help you get through a breakup because you can like channel that. 100%. It was, um, yeah. And then all the things that I like kind of tried to forget about came back to me and like every day it was something new. I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe that I stayed with him after he did, you know, A and B and, and, you know, it was just, everything came back to me and it, it helped me really stick to my decision. So I think that was the most helpful. And then I picked up running. So I, I did that and I kind of channeled everything in there. Um, in like exercising. I I started boxing, kickboxing, (laughs) you know, I just needed like, uh, yeah, I just needed a healthy way to kind of channel all my emotions that I was feeling. Um, so that was really helpful. Um, one thing, so if I, you know, going, if I could go back, I would start therapy earlier. So I would start therapy because I did eventually. Um, but I think I started it too late. And I think if I started it after the first breakup, then I could have maybe avoided the second very bad relationship. Maybe yeah, not. Or even or even had uh, you started it before going into this relationship or midway through the, re- the relationship when yeah. things were like hot and cold and, and confusing. I think a huge misconception with therapy is that like you have to 
like go into therapy at the right time when you like really need help. And and I think we all would be so much better off if we just like started therapy when we're chilling, like when things are yeah. like pretty boring and good. It just then you helps get that you see everything so clearly. Um, and it yeah. just fits into your life a lot easier. Um, so yeah. So I mean, in hindsight, you know, I could have started it earlier. Um, but I just better late than never, you know? Yeah. True, 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 true. But it, I just, I was just at a point where I felt like I was so confused and I, 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 I was gaslit so much. I was just lied to constantly. Like I didn't even know what the, what a rational thought was anymore. Everything was so blurry and confusing that, you know, therapy would have helped kind of clear that up a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, <laughs> At what point, I know you mentioned eventually, like seven or eight months later, you downloaded dating apps. Yeah. What, what led you to do that? Like, was it this like feeling or this urge? Like, oh, let's see what's out there. Like, what was that turning point for you in saying, I'm going to get back out there? Yeah, it wasn't like any, I think I started it, I started noticing it because like at first the like whenever I don't know even like whenever someone like smiled at me on the street I was like oh my god get out of my face I was like ew like no absolutely not like don't even like talk like no um but then I was like I I felt myself like going a little like back to my old self so I I was feeling better about myself like about the way I looked about the way like I just behaved in public I was like my social anxiety was like decreasing I was, um, you know, I'm, I'm a chatterbox. So like whenever I go out to dinner, like I chat, I, you know, I talk to the, the wait staff and I talk to like the people at the table next to me. And like, I just, my friends hate me. Cause I make like, I go to the bathroom and I come back with like three people. Oh my um, God. And I'm sitting here being like, wow, we would be best friends. <laughs> <laughs> and so my, some of my friends are like, oh my God, like, please stop doing that. Um, yeah. but I just, I just meet people like everywhere. And it was, when I started doing that again, I was like, okay, like maybe, you know, maybe I do like other people again. <laughs> maybe I, I am ready. And then, and then, yes, yeah, so I didn't dislike the attention when people like manifested it and stuff. And so I was like, okay, I, I was talking to a friend. She was like, oh, why don't you like get on Hinge? Um, and so I was like, sure. I mean, I've never used it, so you're going to have to teach me how to use it, but sure. Like, let's, let's try it. And so I, you know, I created a profile and got the prompts up and everything. And then uh, I was like, I, I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to like meet anyone off it yet. I just, uh, I feel like I'm ready to message with someone. I feel like I'm ready to text. I feel like I'm ready for that step. So I kind of took it really slow. Um, and so I did, and I started messaging with this guy and he was really nice. And, um, when I went, eventually went back to London. So we, we, I think we texted for like three weeks, which is unusual. Cause like you would usually meet someone before you kind of, or before that anyway, you like I, now I would never like go on a dating app and accept to talk to be pen pals with someone for three weeks. Um, it's easy to fall into that trap though. Yeah. But then I feel like I, that's what I needed. I just needed to like know that he was like a decent guy and kind of felt like I I needed to feel like I knew him before I met him, if that makes sense. Um, and he was, he was, we didn't end up like dating for a long time. We ended up dating for like a month um, or so or something. And then like, there was just no mutual, like major interest. So we kind of parted ways, but that was fine. And then uh, I mentioned that I started a new job and that's, that's where I actually met my next boyfriend. Um so yeah, that was, that's a whole other kind of worms. Um, well, let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> um, so we so we worked at the same place, but in completely like different departments. Um, I don't want to like give away too much, but um, yeah, so completely like different departments, but we did see each other like because it was a fairly like small company. We, we would see each other about like once or twice a week in the office, like just at like company meetings or whatever um and then we went out to drinks um with like everyone on the team and um he was there and um so we ended up talking but he had a girlfriend at the time so we like I was like very much like (laughs) having that experience with my ex especially I would never like be I would never kind of be the other woman if that makes sense but 
especially with like what I've kind of been through at that point I was like absolutely not like I'm gonna stop talking to this guy whatever him and his girlfriend end up like breaking up a couple weeks after um I don't know why like they had issues I think it was like long coming but anyway and so he like reaches out he like wants to go and stuff and so I end up going out to dinner with him um and so we started kind of seeing each other. Um, we didn't say anything at work at the beginning because it was kind of awkward. Like we didn't know. But he was, he. what attracted me to him was like he was the complete opposite of my ex-boyfriend. He was just calm, collected, like nothing seemed to phase him. Like whatever, you know, I said after a f- three, four weeks, which is kind of early if I think about it now. But I said, um, you know, I'd like to date exclusively. Like I, you know, I want to kind of, I don't need to be your girlfriend, but I just, I don't want anyone else in the picture because that's my history. I'm very traumatized by that. I really want us to be exclusive. And you were open with him about what had happened in your past. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I was like kind of, I didn't want to like trauma dump, but then it's just, I think it's just so important that it's just, it's something that really, really scarred me. So I think it's, it's important that people like that he knew anyway the absolutely what had been through because if I get like triggered by something or like if I seem uh, I don't know awfully concerned about something at least he knows where I'm coming from and you know and I was ho- you know not that he was like responsible to like make me feel better or make up for any of that because it wasn't him but at the same time you can be like a little bit more careful with what you do and like what you're thinking um that was yeah. my thinking at the time anyway Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right, all right, I know that everyone has their hands up. And I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed 
bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Um, and so, yeah, I shared that that with him. I didn't like go into detail, but I mentioned that I had like consistently been, cheat, been cheated on for two years before. Um, and um, he was like, again, that didn't seem to like phase him very much. He was like kind of okay that's the thing he would he never had like a big reaction which is like the opposite of like how I am and so I was like I thought that would be really good for me because it kind of it I thought it was going to be a balance yeah um and so so yeah that's what I really really liked about him um he made me feel calm (laughs) and um so yeah so we we start dating um Cause then when I, when I brought up, when I brought up the conversation about being exclusive, he was, he was fine. He was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, is that it? Is that all the comeback that you have? Like, are you not going to argue with me here? Like, are you not going right. to, you know, cause that's what I was expecting. I was expecting to like have You're expecting to, like, this like big blow up and argument yeah, and cause that's what I had in the thing. past. Right. Yeah. Cause that was my experience before. And I was like, oh my God, he's perfect. Like why he's so okay with this straight away. He's like, well, yeah, like, what's the alternative? Like, I really like you. And if those are your terms, and I, you know, I either go with it, or I don't see you again. So I really want to keep seeing you. So sure. And I was like, Oh, my God, this is amazing. This is the best. So I was really happy. And so we like start dating officially, um, after a month, which is quite quick. So things moved quite quickly with us. Um, and uh, I ended up meeting his family after like three months. Um, and then I got sick. I got um, COVID actually for the first time because um, I've had it three times. Um, I know it was a whole thing. Oh my anyway, God. I was so, so sick the first time that I actually thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. Wow. Um, despite being fully vaccinated. So imagine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was really bad. It was back in, um, December, 2021. Yeah. Um, so, and at this point we've been dating for a few months and, uh, I, I asked him to like pick up some medicine for me. He like was not sympathetic at all. 
So when, you know, at the beginning, when like I say like he wasn't phased by anything, he was like super calm, like didn't care. He didn't care about the bad things, but he didn't care about the good things either. It was like one of those things that and then low key like serial killer vibes. (laughs) And that should have been one of my signs that that right there is like he's he is not he he's not having a big reaction because he doesn't care about you. That should have been like right there that sh- that was right in front of me to the point it's so hard to see though because exactly there, people have all different types of personalities and maybe he's just like so genuinely calm and like passive to everything yeah but yeah that, that's tough like that's something where I don't know if anyone would really catch that in the moment like yeah you maybe someone would be upset in that situation being really sick and like oh well he's not like trying to take care of me but maybe he just doesn't want to like also get sick who knows no true but I I just asked him like oh like I have to pick up my birth control at the pharmacy like would you mind like picking it up and then like leaving it like outside my house and like you don't have to come near me because I don't want to give you COVID you know but could you mind like just going and picking it up and he didn't so I had to ask a friend um and so when she dropped it off we were like talking like she she was downstairs and I was like at the window um and we were like basically talking like that because that was the only way we could talk um and 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 I was saying to her and I remember this because she she reminded me actually the other day she was like I and I said to her I feel like if he was in a relationship with me or with anyone else it wouldn't make a difference He's not a relation he's not in a relationship with me because it's me. He's in a relationship with me because he just wants to be in a relationship, you know? Like he's not behaving a certain way because he's with me. Yeah. And I felt like he was just he just wanted to be with someone. He ne- he didn't necessarily want to be with me. Why at that point if you were thinking that did you stay with him? Because then I asked him, because I was like, you know what, like, I didn't express my needs in my previous relationship. Like, I'm not going to make the same mistake again. I'm just gonna. But then at that point, I was like, is this all in my head? Am I being crazy? Am I being irrational? Like, am I even thinking straight? And so I talked to him. I was like, look, like, I'm having like these feelings do you is that something what do you think about how do you feel about that what do you think about that and he's like no like I'm with you because I want to be with you like I don't know what you mean and so I was like okay well it must be all in my head then because like if I'm I'm literally giving you a way out if you wanted to get out of the relationship I am giving you the way out right here's your chance but instead you're now you're pushing back giving me the reassurance I need okay got it exactly so what happens after that after that, I go up to like his, uh, I go up to see his family for Christmas. Like, it's all good. It's all perfect. Like, we're happy. Um, I didn't like particularly get along with his family, but that's a whole lot of the thing. Um, but then we're fine. Like, we're, you know, we're basically like living together. So I'm spending like a lot of time in his apartment. Then when I'm not there, he's like in my apartment. Um, and then everything is goes well for like a few months after that and then the first the the second at this point sign that I should have known something was off was in March um because we start talking at this point we've been together I don't know like eight months maybe um my lease is um gonna be up soon his as well we're like you know what rent is crazy why don't we look for a place together? Like at least we don't have to travel to each other's places. We can see each other more often. Like it just makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so we were both kind of, I mean, I was excited about it. I thought he was as well. Like I didn't make him do anything. I swear. <laughs> he was like, he was fine with it. He even suggested like, oh, we should start looking like soon because like the market's crazy. You know, we should like really get a place uh, so we we moved then in june the following year so in june this that same year um so almost a year into our relationship i guess um and uh, so yeah we started looking for a place and um and then we were just at his place having dinner one night just like a normal chill like evening and i look over at his phone he was on instagram and i see um a few messages with like a girl 
in his like DMs. And I'm okay. Like, okay well, he's never given me a reason to doubt, so that's fine. And then I look over and they're talking about like I, this is gonna give away uh, um so about something that he does for work. And then that she was going to go, she was visiting London. She doesn't actually live in London, but um, she was visiting. And then that's where he works. And he was like, come into my place of work and we can go to for drinks or whatever. And then she didn't end up going, but she was like, oh, like you can show me this like place next time I, I come around or whatever. And, and that just set me off completely like it shattered the whole image I had of him I never heard of this girl by the way she was not a friend did he know that you saw this conversation I brought it up to him straight away okay which is also something I was like I'm not gonna sit on it and like I'm not gonna ignore it like I did before I'm just gonna bring it up straight away and the way he dealt with it was like for me it was like oh my god he's perfect because then he was like oh my God, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't realize this was, like, disrespectful to you. Like, I just want to, like, go get drinks. She's an old friend, which turns out she wasn't, but how would I, how did, like, I wouldn't have known. Um, She was an old friend. She was just in town for a few days. Like, I just wanted to, like, catch up with her. But, like, I didn't um, realize this would make you uncomfortable. Um, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm going to be more careful next time. Okay. Ugh. knowing so, what we know now it's so frustrating because yeah like you trust this person you want to believe them to, and, don't I yeah because then I, I, I didn't want to become this like anxious like not like trusting mess again you know right, I was like going to... going through his phone like trying to find no, clues absolutely. like you want to like, be trusting exactly and you want to like, believe them absolutely like I did not want to do that so I let it go. So I'm like, okay, okay, thank you for saying that. Like, I appreciate it. And then we just kind of let it go. We had a nice evening and then we end up finding a place um, and then we end up moving in in June. And then I don't know why, but you know, when you just like your gut just knows and I just had this nagging feeling open his laptop, open his laptop, open. And I've never done anything like this before. And I absolutely never want to do it again. But I opened his laptop. And I he had Instagram on his laptop. So I opened it. The amount of messages, obscene messages that I found god honestly it just shattered the whole image i i i used to think of him as like this person that could like never ever hurt me yeah and then and and this person who is like just very honest like and and i saw those messages and my heart just broke did he have any pictures of you on his instagram no, not at this point. But so I had, it's funny you mentioned that because I had posted a picture because I, we talked about it actually. So we talked about it because I posted a picture when he came to see my family back in Italy in March at this point. Um, so after I saw the messages with the other girl, he like comes with me and like sees my family. And um, I posted a picture of like our time there. And so, um <laughs> It's it's in like his, you know, when you like go on someone's profile, you can see his like tagged pictures. Um, yeah. And so it's there because my profile at the time, it's not anymore, but at the time it wasn't like a private profile. It was like a public profile. Um, so everyone could see it. So it, it, all it took was like just going to the tagged section of his profile. Right. And we talked about it and I was like, oh, like, you, how do you feel about me like posting you on my Instagram? Like I, it's something I like doing, but if, you know, I am um, how how do you feel about posting me like he's like oh that's just he was to be fair like he was not very active on social media he was like not posting like 
not even himself, like very much. It was just not his thing, which I was fine with because I didn't really care. So we talked about it and I was like, oh, it's just something he doesn't do. Sure. Yeah. Fine. I didn't have any at the time. I didn't have any reason to like doubt that. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, Season 15, Episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. It's so hard. (laughs) So I then see these messages. I'm heartbroken. I, I didn't even know what to do. So I decide not to bring it up to him directly. And so when he comes home, I was actually going to go on holiday the following week to go see my family. And so when he comes home the following week or the following like day or whatever, he, I say to him, like, by the way, I just want to make sure that we're on the same page about this talking to people because you know uh, talking to girls on Instagram is cheating oh and the messages were very very like how do I say this (sighs) sexual yeah like they they were no in no way like I was not reading into them at all like they were very very direct to a point where I imagine based on your description you'd have to have half of a brain to not think of that as cheating or like to think oh, that 100%. that's okay. Yes, exactly. So I said to him, by the way, you know, cause I, there was no ed- evidence that he had actually met up with any of them yeah. at this point. So I say like, by the way, like te- uh, messaging girls on Instagram or like on any other platform is a form of, che- it, I see it as cheating. I, you think I don't know things, but I do. I don't want to have this conversation again. That's kind of how I phrased it. I didn't want to like outright accuse him. But at the same time, I just wanted to like, I was like, maybe this is just, and we had just moved in together. Just, just, just moved in together. We signed a lease for two years. Oh my God. Like, it was just terrible timing. So... Because if we hadn't lived together, then I would have probably broken up with him. But we did. And I was like, I invested so much in this person. I, you know, introduced him to my family. Like, he's really important to me. What did he say when when you said, like, this is not okay? He was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I agree. Like, me, for me, too. I'm, you know, I'm on the same page. Like, that is absolutely cheating. He didn't admit. He, no, he didn't. Because you were no, like, no, no, I know no. things. Okay, okay. No, no, he didn't admit to anything. But I was like, okay, he 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 got it, right? I was like, okay. Yeah. He he must have gotten it, right? So I go on holiday. And um on my last we we talk like normally, like we have phone calls, whatever, like communication was fine. It was always fine. And then on my last night there, one of my friends asked asked me, um, oh, d- why does he not have you on his like Instagram like on his profile you know because that's that's kind of that's quite normal so we know we talked about it I'm not worried like he just he's just not one of those people I I he has me in his like tagged pictures because I tagged him into a picture so it'll probably it'll it'll be there and then and that was that was that and then the next day I'm at the airport I'm at the gate and again, the little voice in my head told me to check his Instagram profile. So I went and I checked and my tagged picture wasn't there anymore. He oh didn't. Oh my God. He untagged himself. 
He hid it. He didn't untag okay. himself. He just hid it from his profile. Wow. So I could see it from my side and I could yeah. see that he was still tagged, but he was like, he had hidden it. I start crying my eyes out at the gate to the point where like an old lady, like next to me is like looking over, like what the hell is wrong with you? And I was like, well, I just get so emotional when I have to leave home. I, I didn't know what to say. They could, <laughs> I couldn't say like my boyfriend's an ass. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> and you know, like, she probably would have had like so much wisdom to give you in that moment, but I get it. I would have been like, yeah, I'm really anxious about traveling. <laughs> so I was like, you know, she was like, she hands me a tissue. She didn't know what to do. And I was like, <laughs> so I was oh so upset. God. So I send him a text. I send him a screenshot of like his profile with like the missing picture. And I say, you have like 10 seconds to explain or I'm not boarding my flight. Like I'm, I'm not coming back. And wow. he like, he says, oh, like, I have no idea how it happened. He like played dumb. And I was like, who do you think you're talking? Like, do you think I'm that stupid that I'm going to believe that you have no idea how it happened, that your Instagram just glitched? Is that what, is that what you think? And, and apparently so, because he kept like saying, oh, like, but the other day I must've done it by mistake. Cause like the other day I butt dialed a friend, like while walking to work, like for sure I'm, you know, I've, yeah, you, butt on you, butt hit a picture from your tags. I was like, yeah, on so totally. you went on your profile, went to the tagged pictures, clicked the three <laughs> dots Click the hamburger. at the top of the picture, <laughs> clicked uh, like, do you Very know how many steps? <laughs> Like, do you know how many steps that takes? That is oh insane. God. I was like, I don't believe you at all. He's like, no, like, but we're, we're like building a life together. Like I would never do anything like that to hurt you. Like, you know me. He was like, yeah, but you did. So you need to explain it. He's like, no, just come home. We'll talk about it when you come home. If you don't want to see me, I'll go to my parents. I was like, okay. So, cause then I didn't want to go home to my parents and have to explain what had happened. Right. So I go, I fly home or I fly back to where we were living and I get home and he like, he had bought flowers and stuff and he was just, and I was like, you better tell me the truth because we can work through the truth. But if you lie to me, we're done. Yeah. And so he says, I met a girl at a bar when you were away and I just wanted to give her my, I was drunk. I just wanted to like, you know, give her my Instagram. And so I went to the bathroom and I hid the picture with you because I didn't want her to know I had a girlfriend. And, um, but then I, you know, I kind of, I, I regretted it. Like I just, I didn't know what to do. And so I, I didn't end up giving her my Instagram and I left. And I was like, you have to show me your Instagram. Like, I'm really sorry, but you have to show me your Instagram. Like, I don't believe you. Yeah. Which I hate that I had to do that. Like I did not want to have to look, but I had to, I had to. So I looked, he had deleted everything. Like all the messages that I had seen back in before I left were gone. Wow. Everything was gone. But then, so I was like, you know what? He probably, again, uh, people are going to think I'm so stupid. Were you like, oh, like, okay, maybe a like clean slate. He's starting yeah. out like he's. I was like, he learned from his mistake. Like, cause sometimes I was like, sometimes you have to come so close to losing, like losing it. Yeah. something before you understand like how actually important it is and it that's how it felt because then he was so nice to me he was just like really caring he had like actually so he had actually blocked because then at that point when everything was out in the open I was like okay and then who is this person that you were messaging with like two weeks ago or whatever and then he showed me he had actually like blocked like this particular person like he was just it seemed like he had actually understood yeah. Again, if we hadn't moved in together, I would not have stayed. But I felt like I had to. 
but that's when it that's that's when it when I broke it broke us that broke us I was not the same after that you know I was just yeah I I didn't like resent him but I didn't I just I felt like I always had like a wall up with him since then yeah um so then he comes home again to see my family and he was just awful to them he would like just they didn't speak the same language um but he never made any effort to like learn which already again should have been an early sign of no this is not the person for you like he came like my grandparents were there and like they were so happy like letting him like stay with them like rent free blah 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 and then he didn't even like bring anything like not even like flowers or like didn't even take them out for a coffee or anything like my parents would never have like let him pay for dinner like ever but that's just our culture but then go get ice cream for everybody right or do something do something to show and I had I told him I was like maybe this is not your customs but it's ours and it's really important to my to me and my family that you do that he didn't do it he would like just stay in his in our room um door shut like but but my siblings I have two siblings they speak English both of them really really well and so he could have talked to them he didn't at all so so that obviously didn't help the situation but I was kind of glad to have that break um because we weren't happy at that point anymore um but yeah so that happened he was always on his phone very shifty you know I was like oh my god this is happening again (laughs) but then I didn't want to bring anything up when I was with my family so when we go back home I actually I started a new job so I was kind of stressed and um so I didn't want to think about it so we kind of ticked over you know after that for a month or so and then I just got the nagging feeling again I just, I had to, I had to see, I had to see, I had to see. So I opened up his laptop again. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to look at like his his history. I was like, maybe, you know, if I don't see anything, then I'm not going to like bother anymore. And there was Tinder on his search history on his like Google. So I opened Tinder. Not only he he didn't just download it during our relationship he never got rid of it wow and he was he having conversations the whole Mm -hmm. time yeah oh my god yeah yeah he was he was yeah he was meeting up with people I later found out that he was like he had met someone because I never like because I'm not the kind of person that like tells you not to do anything like tells you not to do things because that's just not me I'm not controlling so he would like go with his friends as normal people do like he would just go clubbing right. with his friends like whatever like I didn't care sometimes I went with sometimes I didn't it's his life his friends I don't care yeah he would meet people at the club and do god knows what um so yeah he was not he was full on cheating on me um so yeah out he Sorry, go ahead. What was the, yeah, once you found this out, like what, how did the breakup unfold? That was it. I imagine. That was it. Yeah. That was it. I, I said to him, so it, they, this was in the morning actually, or it was at, at night and then he was already asleep. So I brought it up the next morning. We were going to work and I said, I was like, I'm going to tell him that something's wrong. Otherwise I'm going to chicken out and not address it. So I said to him, we really have to talk later. And he's like, oh, like, about what? And I said, I'll tell you later. Like, I was like, I'm going to make you, and this is so petty, and I'm not proud of it, but I was like, I'm going to make you feel as bad as I have been feeling just for, you know, eight hours. I've been feeling like this for months, but, you know, you get a little bit of it now, you know? And then I called my parents, or I called my dad, um, and I was like, this is what's going to happen. I was like, cause then I had to figure out my living situation. You to, yeah. You probably need to go home. Yeah. Um, and so my dad was like, no, like you like the place we, you know, they helped us with like the deposit and stuff. So, um, he was like, you keep it, 
you keep it. If you need help, we'll help you. Um, but you keep the place and he has to go. And so I was yeah. like, okay, I was, I'm so grateful for my family. Like they have been incredible, but I feel like I was at the point that even if they didn't have the possibilities to like help me financially, I would have probably like gotten three credit cards or something like something would have happened. Yeah, but I, like whatever I you still, needed to do at this point, I, I had to get, get out. Yeah. And so I come home at night and he's there and I say like, look, I, at this point, I'm not even like mad anymore. I'm just numb. Yeah. And so I say to him, uh, I know what, it, what you've been doing. I know you've been talking to people and seeing people off like Tinder. He looks me dead in the eyes and says, oh, I don't remember the last time I used Tinder. And I was like, I do. It was yesterday, 3.30. Next. Wow. <laughs> wow. At this point, I am done. And he, Let's he fucking looked, go. He looks at me like, <gasps> like he gasped. And I was like, there's no point in denying it. Like I know. And you knew that I couldn't forgive you a second time. You knew that I, I, I was not going to be able to get over this. So you broke us. Uh, at that point, I feel like the relationship was already over for me. Like, yeah, had already been over for a while. So I'm almost in hindsight, I'm almost like grateful that it happened. Um, it was just the quote unquote ex excuse to like, just get out basically. Um, so, so yeah, so he kept like denying it. I was like, there's no point in denying it. We, you know, I know it's happening. Let's talk logistics. I want to keep the place. Um, I need you to move out, please. I said, I don't want you to feel like you have to, you're on the street. Cause I'm, I'm a caring person, right? Anyone else would have like kicked him out. Right. I was like, if you can stay with anyone else, like I don't want you around. Like I really, really don't want you around, but, but you can keep your stuff here if you want. Cause I'm not for the rest of the month at the end of the month, you have to get out. And so, so he packed a bag and went to his friend's place and, um, yeah. And that was that he like, didn't try to make any excuses. He like, didn't try to like get back together. Said, he okay. like, no, yeah. not at all. He was just accepting it, which made Good. it easier on me, of course. Um, and so a few days later I get this, I was like, God knows who's been in my house. I don't even know. Like, so I start, I get like a huge bottle of like alcohol and I start like scrubbing every surface oh that he God. like <laughs> touched. Like cleansing he was my like, place. Yeah, 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 yeah. He like saw that surface. I was cleaning it. Like, even if he never, I, I just he, had to get he him looked out at that here. speck on the wall. Yeah, like, I changed it. Yep. Honestly. Like saging it. <laughs> yes. So I sanitized like the whole place. It was cleaner than a hospital. Like it was clean. And so I'm, uh, once I've done that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start packing up his stuff because I don't, I don't want to see it around. So I open like the drawers and like the nightstand and that's when, oh, where no. we kept the condoms. The condoms aren't there. I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe... We moved them because at this point we were not sleeping together. Clearly, like we right. were not, we didn't have a right. sex life. So I was like, maybe I'm just forgetting where they are. Maybe we moved them and I forgot because that it had been that long. So these condoms are nowhere to be found. I'm like, oh my God. He's taken, he's taken the condoms with him. He's <laughs> taken them. He him. left everything else, but took them in his bag. Yeah. Can you believe that? I was so, I was, I was speechless. I was like, I sat, I, I sat on my bed and I was like, what do I do? <laughs> so again, not proud of this. So I run to the grocery store, get garbage bags, black bean, like black, like bin bags. Oh my God. You just like throw all this shit into them everything everything <laughs> all his clothes 
all his like oh, bo- everything everything is in the garbage because i was like if you like you've taken what you needed like your work clothes your underwear like your toothbrush like and you took the condoms your phone charger like you took what you needed and the condoms right? like, only your girlfriend of a year and a half that you were leaving like living with broke up with you and the first thing you think like to take with you are the condoms. the condoms can you believe that that is just ridiculous so i was i was blind with rage and i was like you know what if you can take them then you can take the rest of your shit so i packed everything in garbage bags threw everything out on the curb and i was like you better come get your stuff because otherwise foxes are gonna get to it or i don't even know like i'm gonna give it to the homeless i'm gonna sell it on ebay i don't know i'm not having it in my house anymore he calls me. He's like, I'm calling regarding the, I was like, I am not, <laughs> I was like, not you having this stuff. You are a sociopath. You need to come get your stuff now. Wow. And so he does. Um, and that's that. And so I don't hear from him at all for month for like a couple of months. And then my birthday comes around and I go away with my sister. We were meant to go away together but I go with, with my sister because obviously he wasn't coming with me. Um, right. And so my sister booked a, f- a flight um, and met me at the place where we were going. And we were there for three days and I just kind of spent time with her. And so she stayed at a hotel with me. And then he messages me, not the day before, not the day after, on my birthday. And is like, happy birthday. Like, I hope you had a good time with your sister, to which I say, like, thank you. And so, and he says, oh, by the way, like, whenever you have time, we can, like, you can pay me back for the holiday. Oh, my I God. Like, I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, like, you went, you went with your sister. Like, I didn't get to go, so you have to pay me back. I don't had know he who bo- Like, had he booked your flight? No, for he paid for himself. I paid for myself and he paid for himself, but he didn't go. So, and my sister had to pay for her own flight to meet me there. So I was like, I don't, the hotel was the only thing that I, he could have gotten back, but it was like a couple hundred pounds worth of stuff. And I was like, you're really going to make me pay. You've been living at your friend's house. Like some nerve. Yeah. Who gave you the audacity? Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to give him the satisfaction. I was fuming, but I was like, I'm not even going to give you the satisfaction of getting angry. So I was like, you know what? Here's a hundred pounds. It's pity money. I was like, I I pity you. Yeah. And he was like, thanks. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And then again, didn't speak for a couple months. And then on New Year's Eve, because he has a thing for holidays. I don't know. He drops a letter off. Am I? At this point, I'm fine. At this point, I'm not like desperate anymore. Like I was never really desperate. I was just, because again, as I said, like the relationship was already over before it was over. Yeah. So my healing process was a lot quicker. Uh, I, I started therapy after, um, I, I guess I, I actually signed up before we broke up, but then I started it like the week after we broke up. Um, so it was a great like process. I was in therapy for like four months. Yeah. Amazing, amazing experience. But yeah, so that was that. And uh, so he, I was at, uh, I was at my house and um, one of my friends was over and we were cooking for like New Year's Eve. We were going to go over to someone else's house, just having like a night in or whatever. And, um, and then we go to take the trash out and I see like a bag, like a plastic bag on like my front porch and I'm confused I'm like is this like I I, not in a million years I would have thought it was him because I hadn't spoken to him in months and so I was like maybe it's one of my neighbors like that wants to like wish me happy holidays or something I don't know so I open it and there's a bottle of wine in it so I was really confused fuck hang on and then there's a, a there's an envelope with my name on it I'm like, okay, this is weird. 
So I was like, it's probably my neighbor. At this point, it's a holidays. I was like, this is going to be a holiday card for sure. Right. And I open it. It's a letter of three pages, front and back letter that he wrote saying like that he was like, look, you know, the song, the Bruno Mars song, uh, When I Was Your Man? Yeah. That's basically the letter in a oh nutshell it was like i should have done this i should have done that um i shouldn't have treated you that way i shouldn't have been looking for short or for short-term validation from other people yada 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 um finished reading it tore it up into pieces put it in the yeah, oh, too little then, too late buddy yeah in the meantime i got a cat so i put it in the litter box and nice that was that. <laughs> love that yeah. wow so like, great strategy yeah. there no I was, okay but imagine though like my when I thought when I told my therapist he gasped and they're not they're not they don't usually do that they're very like yeah neutral he was like yeah oh. what <laughs> he oh, was shocked God. okay I have I think two kind of final wrapping up questions mm-hmm. one is for anyone who's listening who may currently be going through something like this or in the future, unfortunately will. How do you kind of navigate that balance of like, okay, I have this suspicion and I want to get to the bottom of it, but I don't want to be like, go quote unquote crazy, like analyzing every little thing and trying to look at their phone to confirm whether or not it's happening. Like, because you were at a crossroads, I think multiple times where you wanted to trust him, but you had this gut feeling. And I think that's the hardest position to be in where you want to believe someone, but you also want the facts and like want to find the receipts yeah. if there are any. So how do you kind of like, or, or what would you suggest if you could give yourself advice you a year ago? It's so hard. It's so hard. And this is actually something I worked through in therapy um, because I got to a point where like my rational, I didn't have any, I didn't know what was real anymore because then two relationships I had, people say, said like that they loved me and they respected me and then I should have trusted them, et cetera. But then that I shouldn't have. So I would say if you're suspicious and like you you always have a reason to like, you wouldn't be suspicious if you didn't have a reason to be. Um, and I think communication is really key in the sense that you, you need to tell your partner how you're feeling and the way they address it is so telling. If they're like, Oh my God, like, I'm so sorry you feel that way. Like, what can I do to make it better? You know, do you, do you want to look at my phone? Do you like, do you want to, can we, do you want to go, do you want us to go through? Cause it, you know, I don't want to have to look at your phone, but if you absolutely don't want me to go through your phone, that's just not a principal thing. That's because you're hiding something. Cause I have no problem right. letting anyone look through my phone. Same. Cause yeah, I'm, I live with you. Like I'm in a relationship with you or whatever. Like, Sure have a look, have at it. I don't, I don't care. So the way that I feel like communicate how you're feeling, if they get mad, run. If they like, if they turn it on you, the, so the way they respond to it, it, it's, it's in its own way, evidence, I would say. Yeah. Um, and the, and the way they make you feel afterwards. So if they make you like feel better, you shouldn't walk away from that conversation feeling sad or more confused or or even bad because like they shouldn't make you feel guilty about feeling that way never never no because they obviously did something to trigger you even if they didn't mean to but then they need to own up to that otherwise you do have a reason to suspect them am i making any sense absolutely yeah my follow-up question now that you've been through similar situations twice now that you're in therapy, now that you've had this hindsight and have been able to learn and grow from it, what would you say? Because I asked you in our other episode about the best dating yeah. advice, right? Okay. So instead, turning the tables this time, <laughs> what is the biggest thing that you've learned from all of this in therapy? It's stick to 
the facts and I'm going to explain that. So I used to let then like, I don't know, let's say I meet. So I used to think we tackled like a lot of things, but one of the most recent ones was core beliefs. And one of mine, cause I did um, cognitive behavioral therapy. So some people may not go through the same things I went through, mm-hmm. um, but that was the therapy I needed. Um, and so one of my core beliefs was people lie. Everyone, like people are liars. And then, and something that my therapist told me that really, really stuck with me was, okay, how many people have you met in your life? How many people? Thousands, right? How many of them have been complete liars? Like, there's a spectrum. There's like liars. There's honest people. And then there's like, there's going to be the majority of people are going to be in the middle. They they tell mm-hmm. white lies or, you know, oh my God, that look, that, that dress looks so good on you. Or yeah, yeah, you know, so how many people have been liars to the point where they've hurt you badly out of a thousand people that you've met two? So yeah. not everyone wow. is going to lie to you. How, you know, wow, how that's huge. It that's just puts awesome. it into perspective so well. And then yeah. he made me list out, okay, what makes someone a liar? What qualities, what qualities make people honest? Where, and then use that as like a spectrum, like, but then really like pretend that you're in court and you're saying this person is lying to me or this person actually doesn't like me. And it's just, I don't know, gaslight or taking me for a ride or, you know, it's pretending, to, I don't know, whatever. And then, okay, yeah. present your argument to the jury. But yeah, the, yeah, the thousand people <laughs> example really, really stuck with me. And I think about that a lot. I love that. And I think yeah. that, that is something that so many people can apply to their lives in so many different ways. And <laughs> I'm definitely going to think about that one a lot yeah and you know you can do that with not just people lying you can do that with everything it's just a good exercise sometimes to kind of find your feet again absolutely well I can't thank you enough for coming on not once but twice and for sharing everything you've been through and everything that you've learned from it I'm really proud of you for you you know how you're doing and the way you're able to look back and talk about it and and all these things that you've learned in hindsight and yeah third time's a charm yeah it gets better this next one this next one will be a positive (laughs) experience fingers crossed Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own unfiltered dating stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people.